0: I'm so glad that you have joined us for this edition of The School of Faith. This is Apostle Paul Young. My goal is to teach believers how to walk by faith, live by faith, fight the good fight of faith, and overcome by faith. This is possible for you, but you have to learn what faith is, how it works, and most important, how you are to apply it in your everyday life. Now let's go into our School of Faith session for today. Hello and welcome once again to The School of Faith. So glad you're joining us, whether you're joining us on <clears throat> on video, whether YouTube or Rumble, or you're joining us on the podcast. We are, we're just excited that you're here today. <clears throat> and we are again looking into areas of faith. That's what School of Faith is all about. <clears throat> Recently I taught a series here in the sanctuary at Word of Life, and it's called To See or Not to See. And I went into some areas that I don't think I've covered on the School of Faith. Now, We've had a lot of teaching on the school of faith, but this is going to add to it. It's going to help you. It's going to bless you. So you can just look at the, the title of this particular session to know which number it is and where you're at in the order. But that'll be easy to figure out. You don't want to miss one of these sessions in the school of faith. So let's go into the sanctuary right now and pick up the word. All right. But you got to understand this is very very important that you fight the good fight of faith. First John chapter 5, let's go there. First John chapter number 5 <clears throat> and verse number 4. <clears throat> First John 5 and verse number 4. For whatsoever is born of God. Everybody say, I am born of God. So I'm, I'm talking to you tonight. <clears throat> whatsoever is born of God does what? Does what? Overcomes the world. <clears throat> but my experience has been over the years... Apparently, a lot of Christians seem to think that this verse says, Whatsoever or whosoever is born of God is overcome by the world. Because they, a lot of believers, are flat overcome by their circumstances and situations. And you know that's true. Something gets a little tough, and boy, the tough does not get going, the tough cries. And, and begs God and pleads and uses half a box of Kleenex in one prayer session. And that's only 10 minutes. <laughs> now, I understand this because I have been there. I have been the crybaby king a few times. And <clears throat> the situation that was going on and all I could see was in the natural. And I'll tell you, I was not walking by faith. <clears throat> I remember my wife had a tubal pregnancy between <clears throat> our two daughters. And <clears throat> she, she was getting these bouts of weakness and nausea. And she just, you know, and then she'd lay down and then she'd feel better. And we'd been to the doctors a couple times trying to figure out what it was. And then one, from one of those times we went to the emergency room, they called us up, and they said, uh, Mr. Young, oh, I came home from work, and she told me. She's crying, and I thought, what, what, what's going on? And she says, they called from the hospital. <clears throat> you know, we went there, and, and they took tests on us, you know, whatever. And they said, they said, I got venereal disease. I said, I'm going, what? Boy, that'll get your attention real quick. And I'm going, and I'm thinking, I didn't do nothing. I don't think she did anything, but I know it wasn't me. And she's thinking, she didn't do nothing. She knows it wasn't her. And we're both looking at each other like, hubba, hubba, hubba. (laughs) I said, we're coming back down. I called them up. I said, we're coming back down. You're doing that test over. And they redid the test. And my, 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 there there was no venereal disease. Somebody in the lab got some samples, switcher <clears throat> So somebody who did have venereal disease thought they was okay. <clears throat> just because the lab got something doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> yikes. <clears throat> uh, where was I going with that? They just it brought back so many memories. <laughs> oh, cry baby. Yes. <laughs> I remember, I, this was before I knew anything about faith. <clears throat> I was coming home from work. We, I was associate pastor. We were struggling financially, you know. I was working at a lumber yard, and <clears throat> I was coming home, and, you know, and, and I was a little bit lead-footed. Imagine that. Imagine, an uh, apostle being fast? Huh, wow, how did that happen? Anyway. I got pulled over by a deputy sheriff. Now, now obviously, this was, let's see, Dari was like two years old or one year old, something like that. So this was a few years back. <clears throat> but I got a ticket for $45. Now, obviously, $45 back then was a lot more than 45 now. So I don't know if that's equivalent of a 150 or $200 fine. I don't know. But I remember <clears throat> after he gave me the ticket and I drove, I had five minutes left to get home between getting said ticket and getting home. I was totally in depression, despair. It was before, right before Christmas. I was just certain I had just ruined our Christmas. I mean, I, I mean, everything was going down the toilet because I got a ticket, everything in my mind. See, I didn't know how to walk by faith yet. And let me tell you something. I was walking by sight. And man, the devil was piling it on. You idiot. Look what you've done. And I remember I walked in the house and plopped down on the couch, bawling my head off. And my wife comes out, honey, what's wrong? You know, is it the end of the world? Is Armageddon happening? You know? did you kill somebody? What happened? What? what, 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 what? And and between my sobbing, I told her, I just ruined Christmas. (laughs) What did you do to ruin Christmas? Shoot Santa Claus? I don't know. What did you do? (laughs) And, uh, And then I explained, I got a ticket and See, that was before I knew anything about faith and how to walk by faith. I I was totally walking by my senses and by my feelings. And let me tell you, if you're going to walk by your senses and by your feelings, the devil is going to take advantage of that. And he is going to feed stuff into your mind that is going to have you always on the down low, never on the up high. He's going to have you discouraged. He's going to have you defeated. He's going to have you thinking it'll never come out. Everything's just terrible. And you know and that's how I was that day. <clears throat> now, the amazing thing is, I went to see the judge and he let me off by going to a class. I, I don't remember how many nights it was, and it was, you know, the, the safe driving class or something, you know. It was totally boring and stupid, but I went, and I didn't have to pay the fine. So I didn't ruin Christmas, and everything didn't go down the drain. But that night, I thought it was, and I was discouraged and defeated. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. See, I've been there. I've done that, and I have burned t t-shirt. The only time I remember something like this that, that I went through is, to, is when I'm preaching and I'm using it as an illustration for you because I never think of that. I haven't thought of that incident in 20 years probably. Why? Because it's gone. It's in my past. I don't live that way anymore. That, my past does not control my future. I'll tell you what controls my future, the Word of God. And if I will stick with the Word of God, my future will be different. Hallelujah. Now, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Ah, what is it? Even going to church. Not going to church is important. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even reading your Bible. No? No. Now, reading your Bible is important. This is the victory that overcomes the world, loving your neighbor. No, that is not the victory. Now, loving your neighbor is important. See, we can put almost anything in there that is biblical, scriptural, that we're told to do, that's part of living for God. But what gets put in there by the Holy Ghost? This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now, see, people haven't majored in, in victory because they haven't majored in faith. I said it last time. I'm going to say it again. I believe. Now, I've been studying this for a long time. I've been studying the Word. It's my life. I have a degree. I almost have the second degree. In other words, I got a bachelor's. I almost have my master's done. I need to finish that off. I just have one thing left to do, and I'll have my master's. in theology and study the Word. Not that that certificate means a whole lot. To some people it does. And But the thing is, my life has been spent in the Word. And I don't make this statement lightly. I believe the most important subject in the Bible for a Christian is the subject of faith. And yet, most believers can't even define what it is. They have no idea how it works, and they don't know why it's important. And that's why we're on this study. Now, God is in control. How many times have you heard that? I mean, there's songs on the radio. God is in control. <clears throat> you hear people say it all the time, all the time. God is in control. God. <clears throat> Every time I hear it, I want to go, ah. I want to gag. What's the phrase? Gag me with a fork? (laughs) Every time I hear that, God is in control thing. Because so many people have been sucked in to that lie. What do you mean a lie? Because if God is in control, then I don't have to do nothing. Everything that happens must be God. And let me tell you something. Everything that happens is not God. There is a real devil out there, and there's some real people that are kind of not too nice. And they're, they're not there for your good. God is in control, but we have to finish the sentence. Only so much as man will allow. Okay? God permits, but does not commission all that goes on. Now, why does God permit it? Because God created you and me with a will. The minute God created Adam and the the, the human race, like we are in his image, and gave us a will, he took himself out of the picture to some degree. Now, God's still doing stuff. But in your life, God... Is only going to be in control to the degree you allow him to. See, uh, Adam and Eve are standing at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, what did God tell them about that tree? He said, do not eat of that tree. There's all these other trees in the garden. Man, we got oranges over here, we got peaches there, we got figs there, we got apples over there, we got pears, we got apricots, we got everything. But, yeah, I'm thinking oranges. Just because I got some boxes of oranges at home, they're really good. I'm going to go home and have me one or two of them. Okay, anyway, uh, (laughs) God says, that tree, do not eat of that one. That was a command. That was the will of God. But then in chapter 3 of Genesis, the old snake comes along and talks to Eve. And Adam is standing right there because it says Eve took the fruit and ate of it and handed it to Adam who was, and I quote, with her. Adam was not off naming bugs somewhere. He wasn't laughing. And then all of a sudden he comes up and all of a sudden, what's going on? I don't know. No, he watched the whole thing. And the Bible says that Eve took that fruit, handed it to Adam, and Adam looked at it. And then God slapped his hand and said, no, you don't. Is that what happened? No. Nope. But I thought God was in control. Hmm. If God was in control, then how could Adam do that which was wrong? See, God is in control only to the level or the degree that we will allow him to be in control. It's still yours and my decision. Amen? Now. God did not stop Adam. You got up this morning and you went to your closet or your drawer or wherever you have your clothes. If you don't have them in the closet, you don't have them in the drawer, I don't want to know what your room looks like. (laughs) You, You might have the pilot mentality. I don't know. That doesn't mean you fly an airplane. It means you pile things, not you pile (laughs) it. But you went to wherever your clothes are, and you went there, and you pulled out what it is that you have on. Probably this morning. Maybe you changed before service. I don't know. But you reached in there, and you pulled out, <clears throat> the gray, the brown, the blue, the tan shirt. And God said, Apostle, my will for you is not the tan shirt. Oh. What is it, Lord? Wear the green. Lord. If I wear green with his suit, my wife's going to have a cow. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Because God's not in control of what you're going to wear. You are in control of what you're going to wear. You choose your socks. You choose your shirt. You choose your coat. You choose it. Amen? Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> And you should, and you should not need to fast and pray to figure out what you're going to wear. God doesn't care which color. You choose it. Now, he cares about you being nice, amen, respectful, going to the house of God, do your best, amen. That's just a matter of respect. Now, God cares about that, but he don't care what color your respect is. Amen? God really doesn't care what color my suit is. Because I got lots of colors. I just happen to have this one on today. But I do it out of respect for him. Amen? Now, love is not the victory. Prayer is not the victory. Faith is the victory. And that is why the devil's target is always your faith. Now, you need to keep in mind, you do have faith. We read that last uh, Sunday night. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. What is that? That's his faith. It's called in the Bible the faith of God. Now, i I got to wrap this up here real quick. But you do need to know the faith that is in you, in your spirit, is the faith of God. That's how I know it will work. The question is, are you going to work it? That's like standing there looking at your arm, going, your arm will work. You know, you, you can do this. You can pick stuff up. If I look and you have a normal arm, you got an elbow and you got a shoulder, which, hmm, let me look, let me look, let me look. Yep, that's everybody. (laughs) Your arm will work, but you have to work it. Do you understand your arm is not going to do anything by itself? You have to tell your arm and your hand what it's going to do. Now, you do it so often you don't even think about it. But without the direction from your brain, your mind, your arm's not going to do anything. It'll just dangle there. It'll just be limp and loose. It has to to have direction. And the same thing is true of your faith. It must have direction. So how does it get direction? Well, we're going to get to that. In the next few services. Amen. Amen. I'm out of time tonight. Did you get something out of this? Glory to God. Now we have covered the why of faith. Why it is so important. And I think I've given you enough so you know it is very important. When we come back, we're going to start next on the what of faith. Because we need to know what it is. Why do we need to know what it is? We also need to know what it isn't. Because I've run across many, many people over the years that say they're, they're standing in faith, and they are not standing in faith one iota. No wonder it ain't working. <clears throat> they think this is faith when it's not. Faith is this, it's not this. Because there's something that is very easy for people to mistake for faith. And a lot of people do that because they've never really had faith defined as what it is. So we're going to, when we come back, this is where we're going. We're going on the what of faith next. We are out of time, but I recommend that you go back and listen to this session over and over until it comes alive on the inside of your heart. Then begin to walk it out in your life. Remember that 1 John 5:4 tells us that we can have victory over the situations of life and it's going to be by using our faith. This is Apostle Paul DeYoung saying I'll see you in our next session of the School of Faith.